This is the Niles Energy Podcast, episode 74. What do I do if I don't understand a speaking question? You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Get started with our seven easy steps to a seven or higher at allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. Now, let's get to the show. In today's IELTS Energy Podcast, you're going to learn exactly what to do or say if you don't understand what the examiner is talking about in speaking part one, part two, and part three. Are you confused about what to do, where to start, and where to go with your IELTS preparation? You can find out the seven easy steps to a seven or higher if you go right now to allearsenglish.com forward slash seven. That's allearsenglish.com forward slash S-E-V-E-N. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Jessica, how you doing today? Hey, Lizzie, I am good. Surgery is finished. You finished your surgery. That's awesome. Yeah. So now I just have these like special exercises to do um, like every hour to like stretch and stuff, get my muscle back. Wow. Yeah, that sounds intense, but at least you're on the right track with your ACL injury and you're ready to roll. And hopefully (laughs) by the end of the summer, you'll be out there running again and just rocking it as usual, right? (laughs) I decided, I decided my new goal now is triathlon. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's my new goal. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Triathlon. That's fantastic. You should definitely do that. You should do it. I I wonder if any of our listeners have done a triathlon before. I'm sure they have some of them. Please let us know, especially guys, listen, listeners, if you have done any, um, like triathlon training apps or something like cool, you know, online resources for training, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. So Jessica, today, you know, this week we got a question from one of our listeners and our listener was was telling me that her biggest fear for the IELTS exam is that she's worried that she's going to get into the speaking test and she's not going to understand the question that this, the yeah. examiner gives her. And I totally understand that fear, right? Totally. I that that's really scary. I mean, we I think the short test is reassuring like you only have to talk for 14 minutes. Yeah, yeah. 11 to 14 minutes, but at the same time it's like I only have a couple questions to choose from. Like what if I don't understand? Right. So, uh, we have good news. We have good news for you today. Uh because you can ask the examiner what the words mean. Okay. So you that's know, the first don't thing understand. we can do. We can actually ask, okay, so that's good to know. I wouldn't have known that. So we can actually ask the examiner what specific words mean. Is that the first thing you would do if you didn't understand 
the question? Yeah, exactly. So hope, well, I, I am thinking about this divided by parts because there are different rules for each part. Okay. Right, so of the speaking test. So in part one, if you don't understand the question, it's most likely because of one word, you okay. know, because they're simple questions, but they're short questions. So yes. for example, um, if the examiner says, what do you want your future position to be at work? Yeah. Maybe you're like position. I, what? Like you right. understand all the other words. Yeah. So, um, just ask specifically, what does position mean? Okay. But still, perfect. right. Try and be polite. Like, sorry, what does position mean, please? Right. Or sorry, I didn't understand the word position. Can you explain it? Exactly. Okay. That's great. Well, I'm glad to know that we actually can do that because a lot of listeners might think that we can't actually ask that question to the examiner and then they would just start Mm -hmm. to spiral downward and we would be in a lot of trouble in that case. Exactly. And then they would just like pause and have silence and, and that's the worst, right? And the whole test is over. So, (laughs) um, in part one, I technically the examiners are not supposed to explain the questions because they're supposed to be more simple, right? But most examiners, guys, if you ask them what a specific word means, will tell you because they they want to hear you speak. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's, again, that's another good opportunity when we don't understand something. It's a chance to show our fluency, right? A chance exactly. to use some kind of idiom even if we can or some kind of show your flexibility with the language. Exactly. So that's why I came up with specific phrases to use in each part. So awesome. like Lindsay and I said, in part one, you could say, sorry, what does position mean? Or yep. what does this word mean? Great. Or what was the one you said? Sorry, uh, I you- didn't understand that. Could you explain oh. it better? Right? Could you please exactly. explain I- that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't understand the word position. Can you explain that? Exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. Yes. Um, so luckily in part two and part three, the examiner does have a little more flexibility. Okay. Um, so in part two, mm-hmm. if you get a topic, the one thing you can't do is ask for a different topic. Okay. Yeah. And we've mentioned that in an episode before, guys. You cannot ask, you know, the examiner can't just take the topic and throw it out the window. That, oh, yeah, yeah. That was a bad question. Right? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. I, d- I didn't mean to give you that one. Sorry. Like the examiner's not going to say they're Clearly, wrong. Really? No. Come on. <laughs> so instead of saying that, because that might frustrate the examiner because she or he is not able to do that. Yes. So don't ask to change the topic no. instead just find find the reason what don't you understand exactly hopefully it's just a vocabulary word you don't understand and yep. then you could say um same phrases as part one or you could say um can you explain this word please or can you give an example of this word oh can you give an example of this word i like that i like that so it's a little bit different than explaining whoops <laughs> my my crutches just fell off the chair <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Sorry we have, we have an injury guy. in the house, an injured person in the house. <laughs> Luckily, my crutches didn't land on me creating another injury. I know. Oh, God, so. that would be terrible. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm sure our listeners can understand. I mean, everybody's been injured before, right? It's, it's a scary that thing. It scare me, though. Sometimes we yeah. lose our minds. It's normal. <laughs> <laughs> So 
excuse me, guys. Um, okay. So yeah. So if you ask for an example, I think that's a very efficient, a very, um, smart way to understand the question yeah. because examples, like we talk about in your speaking and writing answers, giving examples is the clearest way yeah. to be understood, right? Absolutely. So same vice versa. If you don't understand something, you can ask the examiner for an example and she or he will, they, they have to explain it to you. They have to explain it in part two. But I bet again, in part one, they don't necessarily have to, but they often will, right? It's a gray area. It's a gray area. Okay. So there's a little room, a little wiggle room there, right? Wiggle room. I like that expression. Wiggle room. Ooh, that's good. What does that mean? That's a great one. Ooh, wiggle room. It makes me want to dance. So, (laughs) so, um, if you picture the action of wiggling, that's kind of shaking your bum or shaking your body back and forth, right? So if you ask for some wiggle room, it's like you want some flexibility. You want some space, some more options. That's it. That's it. I like that. Good one to use on the speaking test if you have a chance because it's very native-like. Okay, cool. Yeah, totally. And so Um, so that's what we can do for speaking part two, right? Ask again what the word means or ask for an example. Anything else we can do in speaking part two if we don't understand the question? What do you think? Um, no, I think those are your only two options. Okay. So, um, so far, part one, just ask what the word means. Um, cause that's most likely the problem. And part two, you can ask what a specific word means or you can ask for an example. Okay. Um, you could, this is a bit broad, but if you really don't understand the question as a whole, yeah. um, it's not, you know, like the problem of one word, then you could say, I, I apologize. I'm not familiar with this topic. Can you explain, please? Okay. So the whole, in that case, you're asking for an explanation of the entire question, not just a term or a word. Yeah. So the examiners are all teachers. So they're really good at explaining stuff in a clear, short way. So they'll, good. they'll be able to get the idea across to you. Good. Good. So maybe just don't be afraid, right? Don't be afraid exactly. to say it if you don't get it, if you don't understand. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's think about, think about your option. Like you either don't ask and then you don't say anything because you don't <laughs> know what to yeah, say. You just sit there, right? Silence. Your score. Yeah. Your score is like nothing <laughs> or like, you know, take a chance ask the examiner for an example or for a definition and then carry on. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Okay, so that's awesome. And anything else in part three that we would want to do or is that that's pretty much it? Yeah, so part three, same methods, you know, so ask for what the word means, a definition, ask for an example, or if you really don't understand what the what the examiner is talking about, you could say, I'm sorry, I'm not fami- familiar with this topic. Okay. Um, I did think of a couple more phrases for part three, since part three is more formal, right? Okay, yes. Um, so you want to use different vocabulary. You could say, mm. can you clarify, please? Oh, I like it. It to clarify. It's a little bit more of an academic phrase and we want to be speaking in yeah. academic terms in speaking part three, right, Jessica? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Guys, the IELTS exam is expensive. It costs you time and money to prepare. You don't want to take it more than once or twice. To make sure that you don't have to take the IELTS exam a second or a third time, you need our step-by-step guide that will show you exactly what to do to prepare. We'll give you the seven easy steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. Go right now to allearsenglish.com forward slash S-E-V-E-N.
So also you can just be very frank and honest. We've talked about how Western communication and therefore examiners and the IELTS grades, they value you being direct. Yes. Right. Directness like being is very really clear. cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's why you can also say, I've honestly never heard of this topic can you, <laughs> before. Can you give me an example? Yeah. You know, just, just be honest. And again, like, if you are saying that you good, good fluency, good vocabulary, perfect sentence structure, and you're also, uh, letting yourself be more relaxed because you're like, oh, like I'm being honest here. And then the examiner can feel that, yeah. you know, like, oh, it's okay. It's good to be relaxed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're nervous, you make the other person nervous and it becomes this yeah. difficult situation where it's everything is very intense. Right. So we just relax yeah. a little bit. Right. I think like, I think an, an examiner nightmare is in that in the very beginning of part one, if a student just like falls apart, you know, just like right away and just really cannot get their ideas across at all, maybe because they're so nervous or really because they don't have enough English. And so the examiner is just like, I have 14 more minutes to talk to this person. It's so painful for the examiner too, not just for the student, right? So anything that you guys can do to kind of reduce that pressure, right? Anything you can do. And and to me, it's always communicating, right? Anytime you communicate that you're feeling anxious or feeling nervous, it really just kind of pokes a hole in that balloon and everything starts to kind of, yeah, kind of relax. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's amazing how quickly the the deflation deflation (laughs) can happen, (laughs) like how quickly you can relax, you know? Yes. Um, so, uh, let me remind you guys of these phrases quickly. Okay. So if you're taking notes, you could try and write these down or listen again. So what does this word mean? I'm not familiar with this topic. Can you explain this word or can you explain this topic, please? Um, can you give an example, please? And then in part three, can you clarify, please? Or I've honestly never heard of this topic or this <laughs> word before. Right. Can you explain? I all love right. it. So those are all the phrases. Yeah. So if you guys are armed with the right phrases that you've just learned from Jessica today, you know, you'll be going into that test and you'll be ready. And again, I guess the last thing that I would suggest is just smile, right? We've talked about this yeah. before. We've talked about this a whole bunch. We probably will more in the future, mm. but just smiling and letting the energy kind of just get out there. Just be honest, smile and try mm-hmm. to relax and use those phrases then you'll be okay. You guys are ready for this, right? I mean, exactly. they're ready, guys. So I think, I think, yeah, I mean, the most important takeaway is that it's, it's okay to ask. Yes. You know, that's the most important thing to take away from this guy. So you don't have that, that nervous energy and that, that pause and your, your silence, you know? It's okay, um, yeah. so the most important thing is just relax, guys. You can ask, um, practice these phrases that we've given you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, there are some example questions online you could use. One website is goodluckielts.com. They yeah. have some example questions okay. up there. So Good. check that out and practice awesome. these phrases. Awesome. And just again, knowing what the examiner wants is also really convenient when you walk into that speaking test. So guys, you are ready. And thanks for this information today, Jessica. This has been really good. And it's good to know that we're able to ask. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Poor, poor uh, student. That would be so scary, like thinking that you can't ask. So yeah, thanks for that question. All right. Really good topic. Awesome. Let's wrap it up for today. Take care. Thanks for hanging out, Jessica. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.